It's a joy to share these few central moments together again today. We're continuing to look at the miracles of Jesus, and over these five days, we'll be reviewing the first five of the 40 or so miracles of Jesus, which are recorded in the New Testament. Today, we're going to be looking at the miracle uh, of the healing of the royal officers. Some call him the nobleman's son. Uh, John chapter 4, verses 45 through 54 is where we find the story. I think we all have a basic understanding that neither royalty, nor riches, nor anything else can insulate someone from life's trials and tragedies. Well, in our account today, a young son lay dying. An anxious father, a royal officer, or a nobleman traveled the steep, rugged path from Capernaum to Cana of Galilee. He did it knowing Jesus was there, and he did it to ask him to intervene and take control. Let's read part of the story in John chapter 4. Once more he, Jesus, visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official or nobleman whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son who was close to death. Unless you see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. And then the scripture account changes and we find the man on his way retracing his steps back to Capernaum. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him yesterday, at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. So he and his whole household believe. Take note here, no word spoken, no laying on of hands, no touch. He, Jesus, just did it. Now what's unique about this story? First, we're back in Cana the same city where the first miracle was uh, accomplished. Same place, but a drastically different context from that first miracle. Secondly, Jesus comments about signs and wonders. And again here, his comments are just more unusual, almost curt words to the troubled father. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. Take note here, the word sign indicates miracles. Wonders tends to indicate any type of dynamic action or display, astonishments we might say. Though we may perceive in these words the characteristics of a rebuke, I believe they were really a pleading reminder, a correction, a call. Seek the miracle worker, Dad, not the miracle, and not things which astonish. 
It's not the act where we place our faith, but rather we place our faith in the divine actor. It's in him in whom we should believe. Thirdly, verse 49 represents an expression of the nobleman's faith, I believe. He was placing his faith indeed in the miracle worker to make a difference. In effect, he was saying, I need you, sir, in my situation. Come into my situation before my son dies. And fourthly, his faith in the miracle worker was confirmed. Not fully aware that Jesus did not need to physically go to Capernaum, he merely needed to speak the word into the nobleman's situation, which he did. Go, your son will live. Read on and you'll discover yourself how the nobleman faith was confirmed through his servants that at the same time Jesus spoke those words, his son was healed. Now, what's the application for us? Miracles, again, grow out of need. Literally, this was a life and death situation. Secondly, miracles are not about me and you controlling God telling him what to do and how to do it. Rather, miracles are about trusting the miracle worker entirely, giving him control. The absence of a miracle should not shake our faith if we trust the miracle worker entirely. Miracles should result in believing faith. And the nobleman and his entire household were moved to faith by the actions and the person of the miracle worker. Thank you that today we know the miracle worker. You walked into our lives with grace and mercy and salvation. We thank you for that and for the many times, the multiple times, we experience your miraculous goodness in so many ways. Amen. Amen.